John T. Mayner's The Blind Orphanage. We heard rumors, whispers. There was an orphanage in Antioch, not in itself unusual, but one that was not only not supported by the local temples, but forbade the local priesthoods from any contact with the children. Naturally, the suspicion fell that the orphanage was an operation for slavers, young boys and girls for the brothels, the various dark cults requiring sacrifices. But cursory investigation showed no criminal enterprise that had ever approached the blind orphanage had ever got their messenger, thug, or even demon back again. The party had decided this was obviously a nest of evil and required immediate investigation, murder, and looting. Because that is what heroes do. Preliminary attempts to scry the orphanage resulted in the sight of a single striking serpent. And if the scryer was slow to break the connection, then through the scrying interface itself came the strike of fang and venom. Attempts to use any form of spirit to probe failed utterly when the free-willed refused to go and the bound spirits failed to return. Attempts with both warlock and cleric to seek information from their power resulted in not only silence, but a slamming down of a block on contact that made it clear further inquiries were unhealthy. The Rogan Bard began to work the bars, the docks, the merchant halls around the orphanage, and the stories that emerged were strange. Anyone could leave their child there. No coin was required for their upkeep. No race was unwelcome, no curse a barrier. The child went in, and when grown, came out again. Hale and whole, if somewhat pale. Those who left were fervently loyal to the blind orphanage and the lady, and left with the skills to be successful in trade or adventure far beyond the norm. No one had anything bad to say about how the children came out. Yet there was this. You could see the children being walked out to get supplies every week. One adult graduate would collect them at the door in a line and walk them into town to get supplies. The graduate with eyes uncovered, seeing normally, and every child with eyes covered. Curious villagers and authorities had removed the bindings any number of times to reveal the truth. Every child in the orphanage was blind. None of the graduates were, even those whose blindness started the rumors years ago when they were in. The lady blinded every child and cured them when they left. No man or woman knew what the lady looked like. But oh, the little ones failed to lie sometimes. The whispers started from that. The lady was kind. The lady was gentle. The lady was silent as she went down the halls. Not a footstep ever heard. Then, more strangely, one child chimed in that when he twisted his ankle, the lady let him ride her tail until he was able to walk again. Whispers of demon, dragon, or worse surrounded. Yet no detection of evil ever worked on anyone in the blind orphanage. The party knew that something evil was afoot, 
and if magic could not yield an answer, then stealth would. The rogue was a hard man. Selick the knife was raised in an orphanage himself and sold to a pickpocket at a young age. He had killed the man who bought him from his thief master for other purposes, and never looked back. He knew the hard way of orphans in a world where life was so cheap it cost you more for a bottle of decent red than to have a man killed. Selick used his arts to blur the wards, and they were strong, around the grounds to approach the building. The entrances were well secured, but it was hot, so climbing the gutters got him to a window that was reachable. Slipping inside, he flowed over the windowsill like the shadow of a cat and landed as quietly. Strangely, the orphanage was dark, yet not silent. He heard laughter and the sounds of housework. Moving away from the sounds of housework, he moved deeper into the orphanage, following the strange scent of incense and the dry, almost reptilian scent that made him wonder if the whispers of demon or dragon were true. The halls were filled with odd statues, thieves, slavers, demons, even what looked like a paladin. They decorated every corner, frozen in poses of attack or terrified defense, odd decor for an orphanage. He heard chanting, voices of the very young, the sounds of dwarf, elf, human, halfling, tiefling, the rasp of orc, all chanted together. Selick palmed his dark knife. If this was a cult, this blade would be potent against whatever hell beast they had summoned. Moving to his belt pouch, he secured his magic resistance ring and invisibility. He stalked closer, a whisper upon the wooden floors. The chanting was clearer now. Selick grew confused. The chanting was letters, then numbers. The children were not being taught unclean prayers to some demonic spawn. They were being taught literacy and numeracy. Moving closer, he could see older children guiding younger children as they rasped chalk upon slate. Blind children moving through the letters on the slate that they chanted. Who would teach such things to orphans? Why blind them and then teach them to read and write? Moving closer, Selick eased toward the door when he felt the flicker on his ear. Freezing in place, he let the snake tongue taste the sweat on his skin as he felt the other snakes waving around his head, his throat, even as two strong, very feminine hands closed upon his shoulders. A voice that would haunt his dreams until the day he died spoke softly in his other ear the warm, honey tones of its gentle timber at odds with the cold, murderous content of her speech. Do not turn around. Do not look at me. None who see me live. Have you come for my children, my little invisible friend? 
She spoke soft and low, but the snakes hissed and snapped in rising and hungry anger. By the gods, I swear I came to be sure they were safe. I was an orphan and know what houses like this can be. The hand left his shoulder and one wrapped around his throat. A long, heavy tail wrapped around the hand holding his dark knife, pinning it with the strength of a serpent many times his own size. Do not use the names of the gods to me, little man. I served as priestess to one, was raped by another, and cursed by the one I served who would not protect me. The snakes snapped around his face, his hands just a hair away from ending him. Selick knew who this was. Oh, how he knew. She was no threat to the children, but oh, dear gods, was she a threat to him. Medusa, he whimpered. Of course, invisibility did not hide him. Not with every snake tongue tasting his heat and every scale of her tail feeling his footsteps on the wood. Yes, she hissed. The gods are shamed by me, so curse me in life. But Hades alone does not curse me and will not hold me in death. As an orphan, my sisters and I were given to the temples, and for all that we served them and the goddess, we were used, abused, and tossed away by them. I will not do the same. I will not allow the same. These are my children, the cast-offs. I take their sight so I may care for them, and give them the protection I never knew. If you come for them, or send others, I will end you. I will turn you to stone so slowly, you will have days to weep before your very tears are frozen in marble on your cheeks. Fumbling at his belt, Selick pulled out his coin purse. He dumped it at her feet. I do not lie. I am Selick the Knife. I was an orphan. I bring no harm to these children, nor she who cares for them. Take this coin for the work you do. I swear on my name. I will tell no one what I saw, and I will let no one come after me. There was another shape, similar to the half-seen one holding him in the classroom. She swayed before the class, where one coming through the door would have no choice but to face her. He heard a dry whispering, as of a great snake coming from the hallway ahead, but stopping around the corner. Her sisters were here too. Snake tongues licked the sweat from his brow, and Selick felt the hand at his throat loosen, even as her tail loosened his hand. Fumbling, he sheathed his knife. You taste of truth, little thief. Leave, and do not return. My children will never know such a home as you and I did. Perhaps they will not end the monsters we did. 
Selleck the knife shook so hard he paused halfway down the drain pipe, still unwilling to open his eyes. When he was sure he wouldn't fall, he finished the trip to the ground and ghosted through the ward set by the monster who was once a priestess, the victim blamed for the cowardice of her god. He remembered the smiling faces of the blind children. He remembered the blood pouring over his hands the day he earned his freedom and the name Selleck the Knife, no older than those children were. Returning to his party, he gathered them, warlock, cleric, warrior, paladin, bard, and himself, the rogue. He faced them and broke the news. The blind orphanage is a just and kind place. They care for children in a way the temples claim, but never do. The rumors are the bitter bitching of powerful and wicked men denied the right to take what they want. The paladin fingered his sword thoughtfully. Still, what of the rumors of a monster? In a flash, Selleck had his dark knife at the paladin's throat. Spit flew from his lips as he screamed at the paladin. The only monster there was me! No one moved. The paladin froze. None had seen Selleck the knife so filled with rage, save that blood painted the walls and they had to cut their way out of wherever they were. Sighing, Selleck let go and let his knife fall to the table. Sinking back to his chair, he ended their business in this town. I am sorry, my friend. I mean no harm. There is no monster in that orphanage. But going there made me wonder how much of one I am today. Hey all, and welcome to Chapterwise, where I take public domain or other authorized use works of fiction and narrate them for you one chapter at a time. If you like what you hear, please follow my channel. If you love what you hear, please consider supporting my channel. And if you're already a supporter, thank you so much. Your support is what allows me to keep putting more content here for everyone to enjoy. Now, on to what you came here for. Your chapter for today. That's it for today's chapter, everyone. Thanks for coming along on the ride. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please consider supporting my channel. And as always, whatever platform you're listening on, just know that I deeply appreciate the time you spend with me here. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.